Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in as ever. Yeah, unfortunately we've got a bit of an ill Tom Walker today, so <laughs> please excuse any coughs and splutters that are on the podcast um, this weekend, but uh, on the road to recovery now, aren't you Tom? Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't, wouldn't miss a podcast for the world, mate. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's get cracking and uh, put me out of my misery, shall we? Yeah, so this week, unfortunately... We don't have any Premier League or Championship football. Um, the international break has come round very quickly, it seems. So we've got the Nations League to look at. Um, what is it? Nobody knows, I don't think. But we'll look at the Nations League. Um, and we've also got League One and League Two pretty much full fixture list. So we'll be picking out our highlights from those leagues as well. Uh, as well as the usual Bomproof treble and fantasy football towards the end of the show. Um, so let's start with England, Tom, shall we? They play Spain on Saturday and then they play Switzerland on Tuesday, which I'm actually going to. So uh, that'll be nice. Do you think yeah, that'd, the... be, that'd be good stuff. Big, big Nations League tie, is that? Or is that a friendly? It's a friendly, the Switzerland one. Still be good. We've got, I've never actually seen England before, believe it or not. Neither have I. Very jealous, mate. You'll enjoy that. Yeah. Southgate squad, though. Do you reckon he's picked the right squad? Uh, anyone in who you would not have in? Any Anyone you would have chosen instead? Uh, no, not really. I'm pretty happy with it. To be honest, um, I don't think it's anything that we really need to press on, is it? You know, who should be in the squad, who should not be in the squad. The Nations League and, you know, an international break so early in the season doesn't really matter too much I don't think this is just more of a chance to you know I think the fans will see it as an opportunity to thank the manager the staff and the team for the for a great summer and get a bit of a feel-good factor and yeah and then there's you know opportunities for people like Bettinelli who are in the squad um McCarthy's back in the squad so yeah I, I I don't think he's gone far wrong, do you? Not really. The players that have retired now, Cahill, um, Vardy, I think it's time, it was time for them, I guess, to retire. But um, yeah, you can't make too many changes, I don't think, after the World Cup we've had. No. A couple of, couple of strong you know, England players uh, that have kind of come to, the, come to the forefront of the public eye. James Madison is obviously... One player that I'm thinking of in particular, he's with the under-21s. Yeah. Amari yeah. Gray has had a good start to the season, again, for Leicester. Obviously, Joe Gomez missed the summer. I think he being in the squad after his form he's shown so far this season is probably the brightest positive in that England squad. And, yeah, yeah everything seems it's kind of copy and paste. Uh, unfortunate for Lalana. Seems to be that he's kind of his body's catching up with him a bit now, which is sad. But uh, we wish him a speedy recovery, of course. Yeah, but I think you've got their ready-made replacement. You mentioned James Madison. Definitely, I think if Lallana would have got injured before the squad announcement, um, his position could definitely have perhaps gone to James Madison. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think Danny Welbeck in there is uh, he's there again. As does he really warrant his place? He's a good character around the squad, but 
Premier League form, you know, it's, it's never it's never great. It's not. It's, a, it's, not a we're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna play one up front, probably, aren't we? Uh, maybe yeah. someone will step into the Sterling role, which is kind of that number ten. Kane's gonna be your man, but then after that, you know, you're looking at substitute appearances, really, aren't you? So, you know, yep. Welbeck. He scored a goal this season. We've got Rashford in there as well. Rashford's hardly been phenomenal. I feel like up front, if it wasn't for Kane, I would take away Harry Kane. And uh, it'd be a really tough, tough pool of players to choose from, I think. That up front is where, you know, I think we're really short. Um, let's have a look, quick look at the prices for the Spain game because we can't get them yet for the Switzerland game. So this is a 7.45 kickoff on Saturday. Uh, England to win 17 to 10. Spain to win also 17 to 10. And the draw 85 to 40. So the bookies cannot call it. No, I mean, you're looking at a World Cup you know, semi-finalists against a World Cup round of 16 team. England commands respect, but also so does Spain. You know, just because they got beat by Russia. Um, in the World Cup, it doesn't mean that you know they've, they've completely fallen off a cliff. So I think exactly. that the odds are about right there. Very tough game to call. So I do have a couple of odds to read out for these Nations League matches. Um, a lot of them are played Thursday, Friday, then there's a few on Saturday. So by the time you listen to the podcast, this may be null and void. The, you know, the games might already have been played. But um, just for those of you who listen early, I do like the look of Romania playing at home to Montenegro. They're at four to five. Romania have won their last four games in a row. Obviously, weren't at the World Cup, nor were Montenegro. Uh, Montenegro, no wins in their last five games. So the strong form for Romania kind of lends me to, to look at them at four to five. And then I'd also look at Russia, who are playing away at Turkey. They're twelve to five on the nose, but double chance is where I'm really interested, and that's eight to thirteen. So, Russia to draw or win against Turkey is eight to thirteen. So, if they can capitalise on the momentum that they've got from the World Cup, then I think that could be a good bet because these two actually played each other in Russia's final World Cup qualifier, and it finished one all. I think that's decent value, really, for Russia. Yeah, it is. Predominantly better at home, as you mentioned, but a good bit of research to back up why, you know, they may not be the case this time and they may get that victory away from home. Yeah. Uh, team that we've just mentioned that you're going to be fortunate enough to see. Switzerland, who play at five o'clock on Saturday. They're at home to Iceland. So Iceland have actually gone over seven games without a victory now. Obviously, the World Cup, they managed that incredible draw with Argentina. But you actually have to go back to the 14th of January 2018 for their last win. And that was against Indonesia. Uh, they won 4-1. Before <laughs> that, you have to go back to October, where they beat Kosovo 2-0 at home. So they've actually only won two games in almost a year. I think I think Switzerland will have too much for them. It seems that Iceland are, you know, in a long slump of not getting victories at the moment, and they're priced at eight to eleven. So I don't think that's too bad considering Iceland's form, and I think that could be a, 
a strong, strong possibility. Yeah, not too bad at all. Iceland, another team that's predominantly better at home than they uh, than they are on the road. So yeah, uh, not a bad shout that one. Um, I, I I don't see too much point in covering any of the other nations' league games. Are you, are you done with with the uh, internationals and the nations' league? Shall we move on to a little bit of league football? Yeah, I mean, obviously there are a few standout fixtures. Portugal-Italy on the Monday night, uh, maybe Italy-Poland on the Friday. So there are games, you know, France-Holland on the Sunday. There are games German. I'm interested in, and I'm excited mm. to see how this tournament plays out. Um, although largely I think it's more designed for the smaller teams. It's not really worth betting on right now until we know the format, how serious teams take it. I, th- I think yeah. the bread and butter of League One and League Two is where we need to uh, put the show towards. Yeah, I agree. Um, League One then will kick ourselves off with um, the early kickoff on Saturday, which is Bristol Rovers playing Plymouth. Uh, my tip for this one is both teams to score at a price of eight to eleven. Now I'm going to take us all the way back to 1998 here to look at a few stats for this game. And why I think both teams to score will come in. So these two teams have played each other 21 times since the 97 98 season. And in those 21 matches, 18 have had both teams to score, which I think is a pretty mean stat. But then it gets better. The last nine league fixtures played between these sides at Bristol have all been both teams to score. And that spans all the way back to like the late 90s, early 2000s. Wow. So history literally suggests that this one has to be both teams to score. And it's a good price, I think, 8 to 11. Yeah, it is a really good price. Incredible amount of research <laughs> going into <laughs> that one, Tom. Um, oh, yeah. I'll also add, I'll also add, beware. I really like this tip. But it's the early kickoff, and I know our listeners do not like throwing in the early kickoff into an accumulator. So, if this was at three o'clock, this for me would probably have been in, been in the bomb-proof treble. But um, as it's the early kickoff, I'm not going to do it. I just advise separately. Just pack this one, I think. Yeah, we um, we've ran in. Ran into a few issues before, haven't we, with the profit chasers when we backed, uh, backed <laughs> certain games in the early kickoff and we've had a few upset tweets. So I, yeah. think, I think it's best left as a single or maybe <laughs> throw it in with, with something else. Uh, but yeah, don't blame us when it doesn't come in and your treble comes tumbling down. Um, so let's look at the next game. It's one of the surprise packages, probably. It's Accrington Burton. So Accrington, the home side, priced at five to four. The draw, twelve to five. Burton Albion, twenty-one to ten. Obviously, newly promoted League Two against recently relegated Championship. Really doesn't feel like that, though, does it? And you've got Accrington Stanley made a great start. Only lost one game so far. Sat in eighth. Burton had a terrible start. They have picked up two wins in the last three games. But for me, I, I honestly feel like Stanley may be the team to go for at the moment. They've got 
really got a feel-good factor right now. Yeah, they have. We said at the start of the season how surprised we were to see Accrington Stanley at the top of every single bookmaker's list to get relegated. Every market that every bookmaker offered to get re- for teams in League One to get relegated, Stanley were right there at the top. Absolute odds on everywhere to go down. But we said there are much worse teams in this league than Accrington Stanley. And they're proving us right here. Great start to the season. And Burton have had a tough, tough start. As you said, picked up. But their wins have all been coming at home. Um, And I think that's where they're going to get most of their points this season, at home. Away, they've been pretty shocking. Um, I don't think they've won a single game away from home so far this season. No, no, they haven't. They've won one in the EFL Cup. Um, That's it. Lost every away game in the league. Yeah, they're they're still in that transitional phase, aren't they, where we we have to wait a little bit, I think, to see what's really going to happen with Burton. Uh, We've done this with teams uh, before where they are expected to be towards the top. They start off badly. You just have to wait a few weeks, I feel like, before you start backing them just to see where they're at. And I think that's the same case with Burton. Uh, I think they will climb the table and I don't think they're going to get promoted, but I I certainly don't think they'll go down. I think they're crap. If they finish top half, I've said before, if they finish top half, I'll be surprised. Rubbish team. Yeah, I hear you, but uh, good price for Stanley, five to four. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, the one I'd like to look at next is my absolute one that I think is a shoo-in for League One. That's Portsmouth, and they're at home to Shrewsbury. Um, they're priced at nineteen to twenty, which is a really good price considering the form that Portsmouth are on. Currently second in the league, uh, sixteen points. So the only Second on goal difference from Peterborough. Peterborough have got two better goal difference. They've conceded the joint least amount of goals in the league with three. Portsmouth's last three home games in all competitions have seen them score four goals twice and three goals once. So they are absolutely on fire at home. And Shrewsbury, we look at them, currently 23rd in the table. No wins really struggling to put anything together after the big player and staff upheaval of the summer. Um, so, yeah, 19 to 20 for Portsmouth is a really good price for me. Uh, if you want to take it further, you've got minus one at 23 to 10 and Portsmouth to score over 1.5 goals at 20 to 21. Yeah, I think that is that is the shoe-in of the uh, weekend in League One, it has to be said. Um, really sad, Shrewsbury. I actually feel for them personally. I don't know about yeah. you, but I actually oh, do yeah. really feel for them. They they're a small club. They they gave it a go. It didn't quite work out, and they've had everything stripped, everything, everyone, and they're they're a shadow of what they were last year. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad to see because everyone was rooting for them last season. They actually became like everybody's. Second favourite team almost, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they they did. And we capitalised on them last year right, a lot. So hopefully they improve second half of the season. Uh, I want to yeah. talk about a potential, uh, something that I do fancy slash banana skin. 
it's a bit of a loose tip. Uh, I know you will agree with this, Tom. Uh, new manager syndrome. Something to be wary of in the world of betting. Always has been, always will be. I'm looking yeah. at Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool have lost one game this season, which was a home defeat to Portsmouth. Second game of the season. No disgrace there. After that, they have not lost a single game. And only the one win in the league, the other two in the EFL Cup, but picking up creditable draws and being overly tough to beat. They are at home against a Bradford team that recently has changed their manager. So Michael Collins, the youngest manager in the EFL, or at least was, sacked after six games, replaced with David Hopkin, who left Livingston at the end um, of last season. You see your back-to-back promotions for the Scottish side, and he's now in at Bradford. Bradford have been pretty poor, uh, just the two victories this season. How do you feel about the game, Tom? On the surface, I want to go for Blackpool, but I'm not sure about this new manager bounce. I think with Bradford, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I imagine how much they wish they'd had Stuart McCall in charge, probably. Correct me if I'm wrong, Profit Chasers, who are Bradford fans, but consecutive playoff seasons under Stuart McCall, sacked him after a poor run, and now look, languishing, 17th position, sacked the manager after six games, got a new guy in from the Scottish League, no experience in English football. Well, it's one of them cases, perhaps, of be careful what you wish for at the moment. But, um, yeah, I understand where you're coming from with the new manager bounce. Can't say I know a lot, if anything at all, about the guy coming in at Bradford. But it can't get much worse. I, I would avoid this game, I think, completely. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would like to go for Blackpool still. and You can get them at 10 to 11. I do fancy them to, to get a victory, especially at home. Bradford, one win in the last six games. So, yeah, for me, I would go for the Tangerines. Okay, um, I've just got one more thing I'd like to add for League One, and that's looking at Walsall on the double chance against Barnsley. And that is priced at what I think is a really big 19 to 10. So nearly 2 to 1 for Walsall to either win or draw away at Barnsley. Barnsley are obviously a very good team and will be challenging at the top end of this division. However, Walsall themselves are still unbeaten in the league. Four wins and two draws. Uh, A real surprise package of the season so far. They've played five away games in all competitions this season and won four of them. So I think double chance, you know, it's not something I'd I'd, absolute, I'd put in a bomb-proof treble, not at all, because Barnsley are a good side. But the way Walsall have been playing certainly makes me think that they could get at least a draw at nearly 2-1. to one. Yeah, always love a double chance, always. Yeah. Just gives you that extra layer, doesn't it? And especially yeah. when you when you fancy someone that's deemed as you know a bit of an outsider, maybe really fancy that double chance, and especially at that price, it is it is a bit a bit bizarre, isn't it? Because if you're looking at some of the Barnsley's recent home games, they've they've drew nil nil against AFC Wimbledon, beat Gillingham two one, recently just beat League Two Oldham two one in the uh, Football League Trophy, so. 
they've not been blowing teams away. No, no. Um, they're, they're slowly but surely just kind of doing their thing, going about their business. They're no mugs. Obviously, they're in third and they are going to finish top six minimum. But Walsall, surprise package. You know, they're on the same points level, so they command the same amount of respect for me. Yep. Um, another little tip, you can get Walsall to score a goal at three to four, which for me is, is another good price because they've scored in every single one of their games in all competitions this season, aside from one, and that was last weekend's nil-nil against Blackpool. Yeah, they they certainly don't they certainly don't struggle to score goals. That's that's for sure. No. I am gonna follow that up with one that I have from myself for League One, and that is the Scunthorpe Rochdale game. So Scunthorpe have have been pretty poor, to be honest. So they had a good campaign last year. This year, six games, six points, just won, just won the one game. They've got a home game against Rochdale. Rochdale, who are currently, they are sat nice and comfortably in 14th. Rochdale have won their last two games. One was in the EFL Trophy, but before that, they did get a 1-0 away win at Coventry, which is, you know, a, a big game down towards the bottom. Scunthorpe, as I said, just won that one game. I do like the idea of Rochdale. They recently signed Zach Clough on loan from Nottingham Forest, which I think is a really good signing for, for that level. I don't know what you think, Tom, but I think that's a that's a stellar loan signing for someone like Rochdale, is it not? Yeah, it's not it's not bad at all. Um, he should definitely be good again at that level. Failed to hit much form whatsoever at Forest, but um, League One, yeah, should definitely be a good player. Whether they play the style of football that will suit him, don't know enough about Rochdale to be honest to know that. But um, yeah, if, if they can get him firing, then definitely a good signing. As for the game, God, uh, another That's one where I'll probably personally. I would be looking at probably Rochdale double chance. It's not the best price. It's one to two. But mm. following their last couple of games, I can't see them going to Scunthorpe and, and getting turned over. Scunthorpe don't look like they could they could beat anyone right now. So mm. one to two double chance, is, you know, it's not going to turn you into a millionaire, but I think it should win. Okay. Um, any more? Are you done? Should we go lead two? Yeah, lead two, ready to go. Just a one game postponed. Uh, crew Mansfield. So everyone else raring to go. League two for me, uh, all eyes on Lincoln here. Lincoln at home to Mangelus Crawley, and that's priced at eight to 11. Um, this, along with Portsmouth, are the two bank, absolute bankers of the weekend for me. Watch them both go and lose now, but um, yeah, you Lincoln and Crawley. On <laughs> Five wins and a draw from the first six games for Lincoln, so absolutely smashing it. They've already got a five-point cushion inside the automatic promotion places. Nobody in League Two has scored more than Lincoln. 16 goals scored in their six games, at an average of nearly three per game already. So this looks like a really, really tough task for anybody in this league. Never mind uh, a Crawley side who are without a manager and still in limbo after losing Harry Kuehl to Notts County. 
You can get Lincoln at minus one at two to one, and Lincoln to also score over one point five goals at thirty one to forty. It's not where you want to go, is it? If you're Crawley, no, I couldn't think of anywhere worse. Uh, honestly, it probably is the hardest fixture in the entire yeah. league. So yes, yeah, it's it's pretty tough, but you know. Crawley need to sort themselves out. Obviously, they're not happy about Kewl. It dragged on for a bit. They seem to be licking their wounds. They just need to, you know, roll their sleeves up and and get somebody in. Obviously, it has to be the right person rather than just rushing it. But I feel like, you know, Crawley, it's only going to do damage. There's no time for mourning in football. I think it will be a funeral for them on Saturday. (laughs) Do you want to know the favourites for the job? Yeah, go on, read them out. I'll give you the the fate. The two, there's two joint favourites for this. Uh, two Italians, two former coaches or assistant manager in one person's case at Birmingham. So the first one, Gabriele Cioffi. Never heard of him. Not me neither. Uh, coach at Birmingham had a kind of average lower league, uh, lower league Italian league career, it seems. Um, and the second one. Pierluigi Casirahi. Yeah, never heard of him either. Yeah, he was assistant manager to Zola at Birmingham, and we all know how that went. So God knows why Crawley are looking at him and thinking, oh, yeah, he did a good job. We'll, we'll get him in. Because they were terrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. Um, this is going to sound like, um, you know, Captain Brexit, but. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like a team like Crawley should be looking at these Italian managers with absolute no knowledge of the league. I was looking at Bradford. Bradford are a good example. The most foreign manager they've ever had has been Irish. And has that gone well? No, not all the time. But I think going for somebody who has no idea, you know, who, they won't even know where Carlisle is. They won't even know what colours Cambridge play in. Yeah. They won't have a clue. And it's it's learning a whole new country, geography, yeah. you know, how long does it take to get to Cheltenham? It, it's just, it's such a big thing for someone to take on. I, I feel yeah. like they should be looking for someone, you know, if they want to go down the foreign route, because foreign managers do have different ideas, then... It has to be someone who has either played in the leagues or assisted in the leagues successfully or managed successfully. These guys have got no track record and no previous experience. Crawley are right in their own obituary here for me. Yeah, well, there's. I looked at the list and um, the one that stood out to me and the person I'd be going all out past Crawley to get is Gary Bowyer, 25 to 1. Did a fantastic job at Blackpool amongst all the turmoil that's gone off there got them promoted from this league um, and he obviously left his job there because the off the field stuff got too much at the start of this season uh, Blackpool fans could not say enough good things about Gary Bowyer's time at the club so I think he's the kind of person they should be looking at But he knows uh, the level he knows the league yeah. he's probably got contacts you know players that he wants to work with who would want to work for him. It just it just makes yeah. sense, and I don't want to be you know only English managers can do this, but I just feel like for someone like Crawley, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. 
anyway, about that, that game. Was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lincoln will win. Moving on. Oldham Athletic, Newport County. Uh, this has both teams to score written all over it. Oldham and Newport have both started the season really well. Oldham are in sixth and Newport are actually in second, which is mightily impressive for them. Going to be a very tough game to call, I think, uh, in terms of result. I really can't call it. Both teams to score, though, is something that I do like, and it is 31 to 40. I feel like both teams will, uh, certainly Newport especially, will go out for the throat. Um, I feel like Oldham may be a little bit more cautious, but Newport only know one way, and that's to go for the throat and score bags of goals. So I think both teams to score is a smart bet in what will be a tough game. Okay, I'm going to look at Exeter against Notts County. Uh, What I'm going to look at here is Exeter to score two or more goals, um, and that's priced at 9-10. to So Notts had their first game under Harry Kuehl on Tuesday night in the Checker Trade Trophy away at Grimsby. They're winning 1-0 until about the 70th minute. Then they switched off and conceded twice in 15 minutes um, to lose 2-1. And funnily enough, those two goals were the least that they've conceded in any game this season since opening day. So in every other league game so far, they've conceded at least three goals. So massive, massive, leaky Grand Canyon side gaps at the back for um, Harry Kuehl to sort out in a really short space of time. Exeter, no mugs going forward. They're up there just outside the playoffs, and I think they can definitely score uh, two or more goals against Notts County, who haven't shown any glimpses of getting a clean sheet this season, aside from opening day whatsoever. Is that not (laughs) just the most staggering thing you've ever read out on the podcast? They conceded two on Tuesday, and that's the best they've done defensively since the start of the season. Lots of problems for Kuehl to get working on, that's for sure. So I'm going to look at Forest Green Rovers. Forest Green, it's actually easy to forget that they were promoted from the conference only, only 12 months ago. They haven't lost a game this season. So they've managed to rack up in all competitions, admittedly. Four wins and five draws. They are not goal shy, although it's a sad moment for the podcast when we learn that Chris Doige has moved to Bolton Wanderers on loan with a permanent deal coming in January. (sighs) It it, it was a sad moment, wasn't it, Tom? That is really sad. Really sad. I hope they appreciate him. Up in Bolton. Yeah, he was an absolute goal machine. So, what do you want when you've just lost your best striker? You want a home game, a comfortable home game, against a team towards the bottom of the table. And that's what Forest Green have. Forest Green, you can get them at evens for this game, and they're at home to Port Vale. So, obviously, Forest Green have been absolutely superb so far. Port Vale have... Won two and lost five. So their two victories came at home. So they've lost every single game away from home 
They find themselves languishing in 19th and pretty much offering zero, zero yeah. attraction to me this season. I yeah. don't think we'll bet on them once. Um, and yeah, for me, Forest Green, despite Doge leaving the club, Evans is a great price. Yeah, since Doge has left, actually, in the two games they've not had him, they scored three against Notts County and four against Cheltenham. So um, they're not suffering from too much of a, a goal hangover. No. And, you know, uh, they're still they're still obviously in the market, aren't they? Um, we, we spoke yeah. about this. The apparent transfer window <laughs> just seems to never really end, does it? So free signing still available. You know, they, they will replace him whether it's now or, or January. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can definitely see them winning though and continuing their unbeaten start to the season. Uh, I don't actually have anything else to read out from League Two. I don't know if you have any more yourself. I, I just have one one banana skin that I want to uh, alert the profit chasers to. It's yep. Cambridge against Carlisle. So when I was doing my research, I'm going to look into who I fancy. Saw Cambridge, uh, had a look at the league table. They're in 17th. Okay. Carlisle, where are they? They're in 10th. Okay. Carlisle won four of the six. Cambridge have won one of the six. However, all of Carlisle's points, besides one victory, have come at home. They've really struggled away from home. And I just think it's a bit of a banana skin. On the surface, it looks it looks good. But away from home, they've really, really struggled. Only beating Cheltenham, which, you know, no disrespect, Cheltenham, but they're not the toughest team in the league. 21 to 10. You do fancy it, but for me, I, I wouldn't be back in a team that, uh, that struggled that, that much away from home. Probably best to take a watching brief on this game. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to alert the profit chasers to, uh, you know, a bit of a stumbling block. Thank you very much. Um, that wraps up then the Football League. Uh, all the things we're going to tip for this week's show. Uh, we'll move on to Bombproof Treble, shall we? Yes, let's move on to the Bombproof Trebles. So, guys, this is the world-famous part of the show. This is the Bombproof Treble section. So here we put together all of our, all of our tips, all of our gut feeling, and all of our knowledge into two trebles. We recommend a £10 stake to hopefully back that treble and then win some money. So, we're going to review last week's Bombproof Trebles first. Yeah, we'll start with my one. Unfortunately, it wasn't a winner. Sorry about that, guys. I had a teams to score two or more goals treble. Uh, the first one was MK Dons to score two or more goals in their game against Swindon. Unfortunately, they drew 1-1. He also had Peterborough to score two or more in their home game with Doncaster, but unfortunately drew 1-1. And finally, I did have Derby to score two or more away at Hull, and they did. Uh, they won 2-1. So that was annoying. Um, unfortunate. MK, I feel uh, like that was unfortunate, especially Peterborough. Yeah, scored at least two in, I think, literally every other game this season, pretty much, uh, what, apart Don from that one. Doncaster strike me as a team that made triples up a couple of times this season, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and MK Dons as well, they literally scored in about the second minute, I think, against Swindon, so I thought, yeah, 
one on the board straight away. This one looks like a, a shoe-in, but no. Not to be. For myself, I went for both teams to score treble. It started off well. I had Brentford Forest both teams to score, and Brentford won the game 2-1. He also had Exeter Lincoln both teams to score. Three goals in the game, but they all went to Lincoln. And I had Wigan Rotherham both teams to score, and Wigan won 1-0. So, yeah, very disappointing, to be honest, there. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, I feel like I should have had the both teams to score treble. Then, then we would have won, because all my games were both teams to score. But never mind. Uh, we go on to this week. Uh, we're going to do a joint one this week because there aren't that many games. So just uh, a combined one. We're going to hopefully put all our knowledge together and all our look together. When we've done joint ones in the past, they have actually been pretty successful. So uh, this week's bombproof treble. I also should add that we don't have one from Oz Changer this week because uh, our mate Tiz has gone on holiday. How dare he go on holiday? Um, he's he's so, gone. He's gone. Such a crucial point in the season, right at the start. I know. Crucial point of the season. International break. How dare he go away? We'll have more from them next week. But for this week, sorry, just stuck with us and our one treble. Uh, so we'll start off with Portsmouth, nineteen to twenty. They're at home in their match against Shrewsbury. We're also going to go for Forest Green Rovers. Forest Green are evens and they are at home to Port Vale. And finally, the one we talked about, the Bank from League Two, it's Lincoln at home to Crawley. Lincoln priced at 8 to 11. Yeah, really like that. So the recommended stake is £10. And Tom, how much can this bet return you? 65 big ones. Hey, I think that's pretty good, to be fair. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, Portsmouth, Lincoln, absolute lock as far as I'm concerned. Forest Green, unbeaten this season. I think they should definitely win. They're the ones that I'm most concerned about, but I'm not that concerned, if that makes sense. No, no. I mean, it's it's a good treble when a unbeaten team at home against four from bottom is your biggest issue on the surface. All teams in this treble are unbeaten. So uh, the unbeaten treble. The unbeaten treble. There we go. That's what we'll call it. So fingers crossed, guys, you get on that and then win some money. Um, Let's talk about fantasy football, Tom. Let's just... Yeah, I'm really pleased with fantasy football, actually, so far this season. Um, Anyone who hasn't listened to the show before, we've got a fantasy, fo- a fantasy football league, uh, the official Premier League one, which you can all join. Um, The league code is on social media. It's in the show description, the podcast notes, so you can find it and join there. There's a there's a £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Um, I've gone up 10 places. I'm now 39th out of, what, 84? Yes. So uh, uh, yeah. I'm moving up in the world. It's absolutely booming this season. Yeah, it is. The person at the top, Chris Hindle, still with Chindle's champs, leads the way. His uh, lead's been cut slightly, but yeah, still way out on 302 points. The only person in the league to break the 300-point barrier. I actually had a look at Chris's overall position, and he's literally top 2,000 in the whole thing. So uh, doing very, very well, considering um, there's, what, millions of people that play this fantasy football. 
all over yeah. the world. Yeah, doing absolutely incredibly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will mention it before you do. I am in 79th out of 84. I'd say this is probably <laughs> probably the worst I've ever started. Um, I, do you know what? I, I keep doing okay. I don't understand how I'm doing so badly. Um, but there you go. I, I am. I, every, every week I look at my points and I think, do you know what? That's all right, that. And then I look at the league and I slip down three places. So yeah. That's a big problem. It'd be a long old season for me. I could get relegated from my own podcast. I'll fix your problem now. Get Cater out, doesn't score enough goals, doesn't assist many goals. Good player, though. He's like a Kante. Won't, won't get you many points. Sessegnon not playing, get him out. Joe Rawls from Cardiff. I don't know why you've got anyone from Cardiff in your fantasy football team. So there's three midfield changes straight away in your starting 11, that I'd say. Reason, reason behind Joe Rawls. Did you know, Tom, that Joe Rawls scored more goals and assisted more than Ruben Neves in 10 less games last season? Yeah, but look, at, we've spoken so much on the podcast about how little attacking threat Cardiff have got. Yeah, but he, do, he, loves, he loves to whip the ball in. They're going to score from headers. Like, and he's, he's cheap as chips. You've got to have a cheapo. And that's who I've got. Anyway, leave me alone. I might play my wild card just to try and shut you up. (laughs) You need it. You really need to play it. And also, I'd I'd also say, get rid of Van Dyke and get Andy Robertson. What's your issue? I'm the fantasy football doctor. Mate, you come at... This is classic Tom Pipkin, ladies and gentlemen. Gets a sniff. uh, Just a sniff. Of success, and he turns into a bloody expert. This guy, <laughs> he's unbelievable. I'm enjoying it whilst I'm ahead of you. Yeah, well, it's not going to last. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to play my wild card as soon as we finish this. I'm going to play my wild card, and I'm absolutely going to storm it. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see your changes and uh, how brilliantly well you do next weekend. Thank you. Let yeah, we'll we'll revisit this conversation. Put it that way. Okay. I don't think there's too much else to cover. No, uh, just contact information, really. So if you have enjoyed the show, guys, and you do want to keep in touch, you know, be on the podcast, uh, we love hearing from the Profit Chasers. The best way to contact us is on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast. That's the place to be. Uh, Facebook as well. We are on there. www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And you can also email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. We enjoy hearing from all of you guys. If you enjoyed the show, the best thing you can do for us is go to iTunes, rate us, and if you if you want to, review us as well. Um, obviously, we hope you enjoyed the show, so you rate us well. But um, if you do... That'll be much appreciated to help us continue to move up the rankings and uh, get more exposure and then, as a result, bring you better content. Yeah, 100%. Um, Hopefully we'll hear from you soon on whatever platform you choose. For now, I think that's about that. Yep. Enjoy the Nations League, everyone. It's going (laughs) to promise us to be a a bizarre period. In football, <laughs> but but we'll see. It could turn out to be great. Let's not write it off just yet. 
No. Um, enjoy Nations League. Enjoy League One and Two. Um, hopefully, our joint bomb-proof treble is a winner this weekend. Really, really, really like it. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you, guys. Take care, okay?